Hello guys, this is Noor. Welcome to a new podcast on Girls Gossips. You can grab your snacks and drink, chill and enjoy the episode. Before I start, all the ideas and information that will be said are just my opinion. عسلي من الناس الكل ان شاء الله تكونوا بخير عيدكم مبروك ممسي رتال شويه ما غالب الحلقه تهبط بلا حد رجعت لكم في بيزود جديده اول مره لما حالا نستضيف جيست معايا ان شاء الله من هنا الحلقات الجايين كل مره باش نحاولوا يكون معنا جيست كان فما جيست زاد تحبونا نجيبوه وتعرفوه لما حالا نجم نتواصلوا معاه معناها كيف كيف دونا ازيتيت اكتبوا لنا على انستغرام واحنا نحاولوا نتواصلوا معاه ونجيبوه آه اليوم لما حالا معنا اول جيست ان شاء الله تعجبكم الحلقه ديو تو سام سيركمستانسز باش تكون الحلقه بالانجلي كلها خاطر الجيست تاعنا في الانستغرام تاعو يحكي انجلي عنده انترناشونال فولوورز وحبهم يتبعوه دونك لما حالا انا زاد عندي انترنت فريندز اللي آه هما ما همش عرب دونك مشيت بخاطرو عملنا حلقه بالانجلي ما هوش صعيب راو الانجلي فما بعد يتفاجئوا كي نقول لهم حلقه بالانجلي يبطلوا طول ويسكروا جوست حبيت نقول لكم راهو سمبل انجلش اي عبد راهو ينجم يفهموا دونك فازي انجوي ليسنينغ جايز اند هاف فان ويلكم هاب دو نو ذات يو ار ا سبيشال جيست نوت ريلي واي از ذات You are our first guest in Girls Gossips podcast. So, actually I'm leaving for you the word to introduce yourself. Go ahead. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm very glad to be the first guest here and this uh, more like an honor. I hope things for you guys can only go better and better. So, it's always hard for someone to kind of encompass everything that he has in in one minute or so, but since this is a podcast, we don't have a lot of time to do so. Let's say my journey has started when I was, let's say, around 16. This were my interest in human interactions began. I was quite an introverted person at a, at a really young age, let's say. And this is where I was always wondering why would people who are seems to be extroverted, they seem to be getting a lot of things. And of course, this not may necessarily be true always, but this is how it seemed to me back then. which led me to kind of want to know everything concerning human beings. So this is what led me to study. First of all, I studied uh, the English. The, I, I was studying English uh, at the beginning of my academical course. And then I switched to psychology and now I'm a psychology student. So, yeah. Good luck in your journey, Ihab. Thank you so, so much. Welcome. Um, we're happy and we're so glad that you are with us. So we want to start with the first question um, okay. related to education and stuff. Um, my first question for you is, tell us why have you chosen that field that you are currently studying, of course, and what are the subjects you are learning about? Because some people want to know more about psychology and how it works and stuff. So some students asked me, uh, what are the subjects you're studying and how do you find it to take like a global image about it? All right, interesting. So as, as I first told you, I studied uh, 
English at the beginning of my academical course, right? Uh, first years, like um, I chose English at, at the beginning, which uh, I turned out to not like it very much. Since I just realized like uh, I'm a very much concrete, I'm the type of person who wants to study something that would actually immediately impact my life, right? So I want to know information that would help me in my day-to-day -day life, which English was not very much helping, right? So I felt like I was wasting my time honestly studying that. Of course, for a lot of people, it can be great. Uh, it's course. just personal choice here. I mean, everybody has different opinion on this. Like, this is not an absolute thing. But according to me, of course, I just, I just realized that psychology is maybe the best thing I can be studying due to my interest as a human being before even anything academic, any information that is of, let's say, high level academical approach I can take. So concerning the, um, the subject that we study, we honestly study a variety of subjects. So we do, th we do study things that are concerning apprenticeship, how do the person learn things. We also study things that are biological, we study the human nervous system. We study the brain. We also study the social aspect. Uh, there's a plenty of subjects, really. So in every year, the subjects kind of change. So we kind of have um, a big approach on a lot of things, really. You study the memory. Uh, so, so yeah. Like, and then there is each subject kind of develops into another subject on of its own. It's more highly developed, but on a general approach, we also study the pathology. We study, we study things like that. And as I said, every year the, the, the subjects kind of change. So, yeah. Is it scientific, more scientific? Absolutely, it is scientific. I mean, a lot of people think that psychology is something that is more, that it's more linked for people who are literature and whatever, which is absolutely wrong. These people yeah. have a very wrong idea. It's actually meant for more scientific people than it is for people who are more, you know, more into literature. And uh, it's absolutely, it's almost very, very scientific, I would say. Yeah, because some of the art students think um, they can do well and sometimes they find struggles. So they just get into reality and they face it and they find it absolutely. more than literary. So I just wanted to tell our listeners that it's not actually literary as you might think, but it's more scientific and, you know, human and stuff. This is, I would even say this is the, um, the mistake most people like get into psychology. They just think it's going to be like fun. It's going to be just all exactly. about how you think. It's a, a lot of people think that just because maybe they, they have a good thinking approach to things you know they yes. can they have critical approach to life and whatever they think they they are meant to be psychologists i understand people type of approach like if i understand people and if i feel like i'm good socially it means that i'm i'm necessarily a good fit for being psycho for studying psychology i would just say you should probably think that because when once you're once you have your your feet on the ground and you're actually studying that you're just gonna realize that you're studying so much more scientific things than you than you thought you will, and you're gonna have really hard times. So, so as you said, for those who are interested in studying psychology, you want to make sure that you're that you have a good understanding for what are you putting yourself into, since it's not just. Of course, there is an there is a room for for thinking. There's a room for being able to have a flexible personality, sort of a thing that would help definitely, right? But it's not necessarily going to be, you're not necessarily going to have a strong foundation as a person in, in order for you to study something like psychology. So, yeah. 
Yeah, good luck for everyone and good luck for you, Ihab. Thank you so much. Welcome. So my next question is kind of related to mental health and stuff. So do you think mental health is really important in Tunisia or not? And it has been talked about lately so much, especially on social media. So I just wanted to know, what do you think about this? Do we actually, are we actually doing good at that? Or do we really still miss a lot of awareness about mental health issues? You just mentioned Tunisia as a first thing. I don't think mental health is just concerning Tunisia, right? Like, it's a, it's a global thing. It's a universal thing. It's just a humanity thing, right? But to be more specific, whenever we're talking about Tunisia, obviously people here are struggling, maybe. Uh, we do not know how people are living outside. Of course, the Instagram would probably show you that everybody on the, uh, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? But since we're living here in Tunisia and we have a good grip of the situation here, let's say just, we've been able to notice we have friends here, we have family here, we know a lot of people who, who are already living in Tunisia. So, uh, and uh, a lot of my friends maybe are not as happy as they could be, <laughs> let's put it that way, or are they yeah. not as balanced as they wish their life to be, right? So obviously there's a lot of misunderstandings about mental health and how a person can actually optimize his well-being and uh, so yeah definitely maybe we're not doing the greatest we could that's what how i would put it okay um nice related to that uh related to mental health issues and stuff we can recognize that now we have a lot of coaches life coaches appearing and a lot of psychiatrists so i just wanted to know if you feel like right now there is a competition between life coaches and psychiatrists so in general like in general like not only in tunisia but internationally is there a competition think, all right yeah i think the truth of the matter is there is no competition really if you if someone is actually aware of, of the truth of the matter of if he's if the person has a good understanding for the operation let's say or the execution or the the job each one of those have like individually they would not see any sort of competition but because there is a lot of misunderstanding people start to have a mixed perception for the two right like he start to think that the psychologist and the life coach are actually doing the same job which is very far from truth like there is competition when you or I are necessarily doing the same thing, right? But this is yep. not what is actually going on. If someone has a good understanding for each, each of psychologists or psychiatrists, even psychologists and psychiatrists are not necessarily the same, let alone just a life coach that, has, that does something absolutely different, right? These are not in competition, let's say. They're actually, they should work all in collaboration, right? Um, as I was saying, the psychiatrist job and the psychologist job, for example, they look very much alike. And people up until this day, they have mixed, they do not know the difference between the two. And they are absolutely different, even though they share a little bit of similarities. But the truth of the matter is they are they complete each other, but they not they do not they do not serve the same service, let's say, right? They do not do, they do not have the same healing, let's say, approach 
which is what uh, the patient, let's say, needs in order for him to complete his healing process, whatever you want to put it that way, let alone now the life coach who has very, 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 very different uh, approach from the two of the following. So are they in competition? Also, yes, but not from not really from someone who understands what's going on, but someone who does not know what's going on. So he kind of thinks that they are in competition, right? So, yeah. Okay, so um, the next question is related to this one, but I guess you kind of um, answered the question. I was going to ask you, what do you think about the future of the psychiatrists under the light of the life coaching world? I don't think that, I don't think, I think people again it's just the same thing as you were saying just psychiatrist is always going to be psychiatrist regardless what is going to happen right like yeah. because the type of the type of psychological issue let's say that the psychiatrist is dealing with uh, the psycho the, the life coach can never deal with right it's just a whole different domain of problem solving right like you cannot you cannot ever mix the two right like regardless how many life coaches are, are there there are gonna be there are problems that the, the the life coach can never solve things that are related to the brain things that are the medical approach that the psychiatrist is taking that he needs to that the patient needs that they can never find in a life coach right so it's not really the right question i'd say <laughs> Since okay. the gap is very, yeah. very different. Of course, you can have the right, of course. It's yeah. metaphorically, it's not the right question, but I'm just saying that a question like that should not be put onto, onto the table even, right? Since, okay. since the gap and the difference between the two, it just makes that question kind of almost cannot be a question, right? Yeah, sure. And anyway, that's a common question that I've seen in my of Instagram. Of course, of course. I, I was like just saying, just, I know, when I times. said that, absolutely, when I said that, just, I'm not saying to you, of course, I'm just saying that it's the reality, the difference between the two brings such a different reality that they cannot be, like, you cannot compare these two. That's more what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's of course. More, uh, that's what I'm saying that cannot be a question. That's uh, just too different that you cannot start to compare the two. It's almost like comparing two different jobs that are completely and saying which one is better just each one serves different things yeah, yeah. that's me yeah of course it's just a common answer for a common question that we yeah can sure say. um now i move to another question that is kind of not related to what we were talking about earlier um this question i guess everyone is struggling with including me so um, <laughs> I just hope you have the answer. So the question was how to overcome procrastination. That's very, uh, very common procrastination. Problem, okay. Yeah. So um, just to clear things out for people who do not know what procrastination is. So procrastination is having something to do, you might have a deadline or not, and you keep on procrastinating, meaning you do not do it, you just make yourself busy doing other stuff, sleeping, eating, going out, whatever, and not doing it until the deadline is over or it's almost over and you find yourself not doing it or doing it at the last minute. So that's the definition. And now I give you the word, Mr. Rehab, for answering. 
All right, thank you. Thank you very much. I think this is, we all struggle with procrastination at some times. I still do uh, go through phases exactly. and periods of procrastination myself. So uh, like overcoming it is more like it's it's ideally no one would ever have a moment of procrastination in his life, but that's not really how things work. Let's say to minimize as much procrastination happen and optimize the possibility of you getting the things you need to get done is more like what we want, right? So I think there are a few things that I personally did throughout my life and there are things that are that are very helpful and that is make the smallest possible first step to anything you want to do i'm going to repeat that make the first the, the 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 most and the smallest possible first step to anything that you want to do because the thing about procrastination is that whenever you're about to do something, you're trying to achieve that thing in your mind in all its steps or all, in all its angles, right? Whenever you want to study, for example, you're never going to study one thing in your mind, especially before you want to study. You're just seeing everything that you have in mind, all the subjects that you have to study. So now you're kind of fighting so many enemies at once that your brain feels scared of getting the task, the task done. All right. So instead That's of doing, so, so instead of fighting so many enemies at once, right, you probably want to start with the smallest enemy there is, right? You want to start, you want to start, so with smallest, <laughs> you want to start with the smallest fight that you, you could possibly win, you would almost have a guaranteed win, right? You can start with five minutes, Right. You can you can even you cannot you can even start with not telling yourself, I gotta be done with this chapter today. Because a lot of people, if they talk about one chapter, they just start having really hard times getting anything done. Right. However, I'm just gonna read one paper and that's it. Again, do the smallest possible thing regarding the task that you want to do. And what happens usually after a lot of time, you just realize that you are not only you studied one one page, but you actually went through almost the whole chapter. Because now the goal that you set that you did set for yourself, you actually managed to achieve. And with that being said, you feel a little bit more confident right now about finishing the next paper and then the next paper. Right. So the, I think the, the trick here here is not to make it very hard for yourself but to make it very doable for your mind, like do very doable in your mind. Like, I'm just going to do this one thing, but that's it. And once you engage yourself in the task, most probably you're going to find yourself doing so much more within the task because now you're coming from a winning approach, meaning you actually did what you set yourself to do. And now whatever you're going to do, it's more like a reward or it's more like you want to do it after what you have already managed to succeed at it, right? Because... That's generally how you would find yourself doing so much more is literally not by telling your, by not scaring yourself, like you have to do this, right? It's more like we just have to do this one thing and that's it. And generally people find themselves doing so much more than whatever that, that they set themselves to do in the first place. So, yeah. Thank you for your answer, Rehab. Uh, that's so true. And as someone who's actually struggling a lot with procrastination these days, including the finals are almost there and stuff. Um, another trick that I usually use for whoever is listening and whoever is still struggling with procrastination as well. Um, I always re remind myself of why I have started, where I was and where I am right now. 
And I always imagine that it's, it's the deadline and the day is here. Today is the day and I did nothing. And I make myself feel that feeling of guiltiness and of fear and of every bad vibe that can be there if I didn't do that work and that day has come. So I always try to remind myself of the bad feelings I might get so that I try to avoid them by waking up and starting the work immediately so that I do not feel that particular feeling, you know? So it's kind of more like pushing myself to feel something bad that might happen or imagining it in my mind and believing in it. And then I'm like, no, I cannot let this happen. And I'm not supposed to make myself leave that bad thing. So I won't let this like ever happen to me. I'm going now to work. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to wake up and start that particular thing. And I actually agree with you because I used to kind of feel like I want to finish that chapter. And trust me, that's a mood. That's a current situation that I'm living right now. And I'm like, whenever I put that goal of just reading that chapter or something, I end up not doing it because the quantity is a lot and the time is just pressing me and I cannot do anything. So I started doing step-by-step and things like, you know, immediately, but not that much of um, effort put on the work, you know? So yeah, it's always starting step-by-step by little thing. Okay, now I'm actually moving even to- say Before we just move on to something else, I would even just yes. uh, add one important information to, to what you've been saying and to also, to add on what I was saying myself. It's very, you, you talked so much about the hell you wanna be running away from, right? <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm just gonna visualize that and I really don't want it. I wanna run away from it. Uh, you also wanted to talk about the why, like uh, you do not wanna be, yes, it's very important that you just kind of like scare yourself to death from that thing that you don't wanna end up from that situation that you really don't want to end up in. But it's also important maybe to, to ask the why, which is very, very important question on why is it important for you to do that specific task, right? Okay, that's very important. So not only should terrify yourself, let's say, which is some approach a lot of people take, it has its own pros and cons, let's say, but it's also important to ask yourself why in the sense, what, how good of an income my life could get if I if I get that thing done, right? Like course, it's both it's both the hell and the heaven. Right? Of course. <laughs> but just to add the last uh, just to add the last word because you don't want to be doing things just out of fear every single time, right? Like it's important that you stress no, yourself out course. enough. So the last thing I want to say concerning this, people get motivated after because a lot of people have mis misunderstanding for how motivation let's say works in order for you to finish a certain task most people think they have to feel motivated for them to start doing something and this is the trap i'm going to repeat this most people think for them to study they have to feel the motivation to study okay this is how we all operate usually like i don't feel motivated right now to do this one thing let me just tell you motivation happens and starts after you start doing the task and never before. 
Okay. That's something we all crave for motivation. <laughs> it's it's almost like the same the same time you want to go to the gym. I always put the gym example. If you want to go to the gym, before you start hitting the gym, you never feel that much motivated to start hitting the gym. You're kind of hesitating about the idea of you going to the gym, right? That's true. But once you hit the gym for a few days or, or a couple of weeks, and then you start to seeing the results and you start to seeing that you're getting in shape slowly, what happens that you become very motivated to go to the gym now and the motivation kind of rises. So it's very much the yeah. same with, with everything else. If you want to, for example, feel motivated to study, it's you're never going to feel motivated when you, you didn't have anything done yet. Sure. You wouldn't feel very, very energized to want to finish it unless you actually have finished a very good part of it. And that motivation, that energy that you need, that you're seeking in order for you to finish the task will only appear after you started and never before. So stop seeking motivation before you do anything. It will happen as you are doing the thing and never before. So it's kind of a promise that you will get it after you start. And also an invitation to stop waiting for it and just to start executing. Okay. Yeah, that's so right. That's so, that's so right. Um, so now I'm moving to the q and I have made on Instagram. I've asked some people, um, do you have any question for a psychiatrist student? Psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Just to, just to, I'm not yeah, even a psychologist. I'm a psychology student. But my field of yes. expertise, I would say, which my field of expertise is literally the human, the social interactions and communications. So this is literally the thing that I've studied personally for seven years or so, but I'm, I'm studying yeah. psychology to reinforce everything that I've learned. And I'm still a psychology student. I'm not yet a psychologist, okay? Just to be clear with uh, how things are. Sure. Thank you for the okay. clarification. Um, so the Q&A that I have made, I've got some questions and I have had to choose some of them. Uh, so literally, I have chosen five questions. So okay. a friend of mine asked, before studying psycho in uni, what were you interested in when you were a high schooler? As I was saying, I was very, 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 oh, dude, I was very interested in communication and um, why certain people seem to get all the attraction all the love, all the attention, while others do not. And uh, what are the real truths behind that? Because the culture tells you, for example, you have to be very good looking for people to be interested in you. And you have to have certain things, you have to have money, you have to have, you know, all the stereotypical cultural advice that people would have. And and I was interested in how to get a conversation going and, and why is it some, some people are very good at talking and how do these people who seem to be very talkative and know how to say in every situation, like how did they develop that, right? And why do certain people like seem to not get anything they want? Why do some certain people, they fail to build any sort of relationship while others seem to be effortlessly doing that, right? So that was literally my domain of focus, let's say, this is something I've literally wanted to discover at, at, a, at a really young age, at 16. So one of the things, let's say, I, I used to do is literally weekly to go out and start to, st to talk to complete strangers 
just to figure out and to have real life experiences of of what would it take someone to like you even though they don't know you or they would reject you for a certain thing that you have done wrong thinking that that was right or whatever so yeah that was my huge domain of interest let's say and um, when you were a high schooler were you an art student a scientific student what was the field that you were in i was a literature student yeah okay nice so he just wanted to know um what you were as a high schooler okay all right the next question is do you think that students can succeed in your field since most of it is scientific and i actually remember now that we have already um kind of maybe answered the question because earlier okay. i said it's more scientific so right. they are asking if a student an art student can succeed uh, your field which is more scientific than being literary one absolutely well definitely i would say but it's going to be slightly hard for those who are not expecting scientific things so if you're just literally thinking that you're gonna do great without putting a lot of effort you're just gonna find it very very hard and and actually it happened it is scientific it is statistically proven that most literary people seem to fail it's not because they they are bad or they don't get it just because they don't put necessarily the same effort as someone who's a scientific person would do. Because a lot of people who are studying scientific things, they really studied that a lot uh, when they were in high school. So they would have, so they would have easier times uh, going about it than someone who's just literary, right? So every person who's, who's art student, as you were saying, can absolutely succeed if they put enough effort into it. And it's not that hard if you're organized, if you actually do the work, you absolutely can make it. And uh, yeah, I know a lot of people are art students who manage to do it. So if you're art student and you're willing to put effort and work, absolutely, you can absolutely make, there's no reason why you wouldn't succeed. So yeah. Nice, thank you. I guess, guys, now you have a little motivation to do whatever you like and do not listen to anyone who might say that you cannot get it, you cannot succeed, you're not a scientific person, etc. Just put an extra effort into it and may God be with you all. Hell yeah, man. So, like, um, you never, never allow anybody, anyone's opinion to let you down, especially if you think you, if you can truly see yourself doing psychology and this is your dream job, as a lot of people who are studying with me, they say, dude, you should definitely do that. And yes, it's going to be slightly harder, but I think it's better to do something you like and with a little extra effort than to be doing something else that you don't like for the rest of your life, right? So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So for the next question, which is the third question, someone asked best advice for someone who wants to heal from previous relationships and who had a recent breakup. That's big. All right. Ooh, that's kind of, uh, because I'm just thinking about all the things I could be saying, but again, just very few, yeah. <laughs> we, have little, we have a little time because this is an answer that could take hours, right? But this, the fastest so way I can just put it out there, as far as I'm concerned, you should be honest with yourself, first of all. Okay? You should be honest with yourself about what happened. Because a lot of people, they would have a tendency to demonize the other person, okay? 
and they start to put all their attention on how bad did that person do them wrong, right? Yeah, so true. Putting your, put, putting your focus and our attention primarily and only and solely, let's say, on the other person makes you always the victim of what happened. Which puts you in a circle that you are a victim of the world, people are bad, they did you wrong. And honestly, it's very, very hard for you to, to, to get over anything that is very negative to your brain. Meaning, if, any, if a bad event happened to you and you keep perceiving it as, as a bad event and that you cannot see anything good happening, it, happening in it, you will have really hard times going out to the world very confidently, right? However, if you actually try to be the most neutral you possibly could, and see what is it that you did wrong as a person in that relationship that made that person not necessarily be interested that much to be with you. And then what is it exactly that that person did wrong? So as objectively as you possibly could, try to have a neutral understanding of the situation. You will just realize that you did a mistake and that person did a mistake. Now you, what you have to do is to be responsible for the mistakes that you did as a person and hopefully try to work on them such that the next relationship can be better. And that's the only way for you to start the first step to actually get better as a person to move on because you cannot move on if you think you're the, only, you're the victim. And whenever there is a problem, it's generally the responsibility of two human beings, right? Especially if it's a relationship and you've been together for whatever X period of time, it means that you have both been involved and you have both made mistakes. And the best way for you to overcome a relationship is to realize what is it that you could have learned within that relationship that will make you necessarily slightly better person for the next relationship that you're in. But if you perceive that as a thing that just happened to you and you are the victim and that the other person is the worst human being there is, Right, there is not a long, there is not a long, a lot of room of growth, and there is there's not going to be a lot of room for improvement. And your brain will make it very hard for you to forget such a traumatizing event such as that. So, in the shortest way I can put it this way, that's going to be one of the first steps a human being can actually put to start moving on, because that will help you, and that will necessarily push you to start to have to understand what's going on because a lot of people who are going through breakups they did not understand what is going on they have hard times understanding that that partner that they loved so much is a person who can actually leave them right so by you trying to let's say take notes i would i would even say have a paper and pen try to organize your thoughts and what is it that you have done wrong what is it that you could have done better and what, where, where, where is it exactly that the other person did you wrong? Like primarily it was entirely his fault. And what is it that you were, that, what are the things that were entirely your fault? And try to get your, try to collect your own mistakes and actually try to proactively work on fixing them so that the next relationship will be, a be, will be better is one of the best way to help you organize your thoughts and prepare you for the first steps to doing the first right things again to get to somewhere better than what you are already going through. So yeah. Thank you, Ihab, for the answer. I guess that's a huge subject that we might do an episode. Absolutely, I would love to have I guess breakups. I would love to have an episode on that because there's a lot I can say about that. But 
since this is not the primary focus of today's podcast, I think that's enough as a, for uh, the question. So yeah. Yeah, um, this is why I was mentioning that maybe if you guys like and if you have uh, you're available, we might um, like arrange another meeting and you might do another to, yeah. podcast all about relationships. I might question you guys on Instagram. If you have any questions, Ihab, uh, you can also post on your Instagram. If you guys have any questions, feel free to post them. Maybe you can collect them and do a Q&A episode with you, Ihab. And you feel free like talking and answering people as much as you can, of course. And of course, we do not have a lot of time, but we, uh, uh, we are really trying to answer you straight to the point and at the same time in an efficient way. This is actually uh, the goal of the podcast anyway. So um, I guess you have also, uh, you might um, tell us about your Instagram content as well. And you might tell us about the uh, meeting that you're organizing with other people to talk with them. So feel free now to just uh, tell us a little bit about your Instagram, your content, uh, the things you like to do since it's all about relationships. And I guess this is something that you're good at um, explaining and at helping people. So I would like to leave the word for you to um, tell us about your content because I remember that I have seen enough posts about relationships. Mm -hmm. So you guys feel free to follow him. Um, I'll leave for him the word to introduce his Instagram and his content. Absolutely. And thank you for, uh, for giving me the room to do that. So as I told you, like one of the most fascinating topics to me is actually relationships and um, the dynamic between the relationship and the healthy dynamics and the, how can you stay away from toxic dynamics and toxic relationships that would necessarily de destroy you. I think our culture do not put a lot of emphasis on the importance of relationship. We all feel like you're either good at building relationship or you do not. It's either something, it's it's almost like you you either should be natural at doing this or you do not. And we do not learn that in, in school, right? No one teaches you how to build strong relationship. It's almost like something that you have to learn on your own. It's something that you're either good with it or not, which is a horrible idea, to be honest, right? And this is why we see a lot of so right. <laughs> This is the I reason agree. why. This is we see a lot of. This is the reason why we see a lot of failing marriages because a lot of people are yes putting a lot of money onto uh, onto marriages and they're putting very much, very very little money into learning how to actually have a good relationship first, that you can actually escalate it later on to marriage that's going to later on be turned into a family into a baby, right? I think most people are putting very little attention to learning how they can build and create strong relationship with others, right? And this is exactly my domain of expertise for now. I've studied that since I was 16 up until now I'm 24. I've done my good share for on my part, like studying it on my own, like questioning, talking, having myself a lot of relationships and studying why they worked, why they didn't work, and then helping other people who are trying, who has been struggling to create it due to a lot of problems, maybe communicate, maybe communication problems, maybe inner psychological problems, right? So in my Instagram, I try to put a little bit of the content that I have that I would usually work with with the clients, right? I do have clients all over 
the globe now. Like um, I do have clients from Germany, from Denmark, from Canada, and a few from local Tunisia, right? I do that online. So I do help people who are trying to build strong relationships and they do not necessarily know how because a lot of people think it's luck. It's never luck. It's you either know the strong foundation for good relationship or you do not. That will necessarily help you to build friendship, romantic relationships, and whatever that what you want. That can only happen if you have strong foundation and good understanding for the social dynamic and the and the rules that governs relationships, which unfortunately we know very little of, and no one actually teaches you how to do it. So I took responsibility of that. Because I do believe that relationships are a huge and significant part of our lives, but the education out there is actually very little. So I educated my, I, I dedicated myself to be one of the few people maybe out there who's actually interested in teaching specifically that, right? So yeah, this is pretty much it. So uh, yeah, I would say that's uh, that's pretty much a good explain explanation for Andrew. Yes, it was so clear. <laughs> And thank you for the explanation. Uh, I will make sure, guys, I will put his Instagram on the description for this episode. Uh, do not hesitate to follow him if you have any questions or things you want to tell him. Uh, if you want to thank him for the precious ideas and answers he did today, because you did so good, feel free to text him. I will make sure to put his Instagram on uh, the description part. Um, I really, really want to thank you, Ihab, for being here today. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you for accepting being here. Uh, for whoever who doesn't know Ihab, I know him in reality. Uh, we are in the same faculty. So whoever is going to ask me, where did you find him? He is such a nice guy, you know. <laughs> so I tell you, I know him personally. He's a friend of mine and uh, he's a really nice guy. Uh, once again, thank you, Ihab. We're so glad yeah, that you were here you're with us. And you are welcome to come another time and you will talk and tackle more about relationship because I guess I have a lot to say about it. <laughs> I have mm -hmm. a lot of things to say and I will take the opportunity as well to uh, do some comments with you at the end of uh, each part you are going to be um, talking about. So yeah, uh, it was such a pleasure. Thank you once again. You're absolutely welcome. You're absolutely welcome for this warm welcoming. And uh, it has been fun, to be honest. It, uh, I did not really, I did not really feel the time going by. So I'm Same. very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. And uh, I would love to do more of this with you, specifically on more specific sure. topics. So I sure. hope, I hope this helped a little bit someone, even if it's one person who we managed to help today. I would be very glad so that we true. did that. I'm very open to doing more things like this with you. So yeah, you're a great person yourself. And thank you for allowing me to do this. And since I'm the first guest, I hope I hope this would just uh, make your audience feel slightly better. And uh, I'm going to <laughs> give you more in the future. But for now, I'm very glad that we did this. Thank you, Ihab. Uh, see you next time. Stay safe. You guys also stay safe for whoever is listening. I hope we uh, have made you a little bit better. We've answered some of your questions. Hopefully you are all guys safe wherever you are. Um, take care of yourselves and see you next time. Bye-bye.